Welcome, Thought Leaders. I'm Beck Sands. I'm Andres Lopez Varela, and you're listening to the Thought Leader Show. If you're an ambitious professional, exec, CEO, or business owner looking to grow your personal brand and become a thought leader, you're in the right place. We'll bring you inspiring chats with people who use their personal brand to create successful careers or businesses and become thought leaders in their field. We'll also talk through some of the practical steps and must-dos that you can action to build your own personal brand. And this is what we're most excited about. You're going to see how being a thought leader gives you the opportunity to help others and support people to realize their goals. A personal brand might sound self-serving, but we're here to show you how it can actually have a positive impact on you, your community, and who knows, maybe even the world. Welcome back, Thought Leaders. It's time for another chat on the Thought Leader Show. Today we have um, a great guest, um, a very storied uh, journalist joining us on the show. Who are we talking to today, Beck? We are talking with Carolyn Cummings, who is the commercial property editor at the Sydney Morning Herald. Uh, she has been with the Herald as commercial property editor for the past 28 years. Wow. So she's had an exceptional career, is obviously very well established um, and has built that kind of longevity in her career over a number of years. And, you know, journalism, journalists, their personal brand is so, so important to their work. In order for them to be effective, they have to have a really strong personal brand to get the stories, to be able to sort of be, you know, be given the tips, um, to be trusted with the news. So, you know, really, this, I think there's going to be an interesting perspective on thought leadership that we haven't had before on the show. Can't wait to dive into it. Let's get into it. All right, everyone, turn up the volume and prepare to welcome Carolyn Cummins to the Thought Leader Show. guest on the show today is Carolyn Cummins. Carolyn, welcome to the show. Thanks, Andres. It's great to be here. And uh, everyone knows you as CC, so um, if our listeners hear us mentioning CC, so we're not talking about corn chips, we're talking about you. So <laughs> thanks for everyone playing along. Playing yes. Carolyn along. Cummins, yes. CC. Yes. We all know you as CC in the industry. <laughs> yes, it rolls <laughs> off the tongue. <laughs> It absolutely does. So Cece and I know each other from my years in property PR, just as a bit of a disclaimer. Um, so we're also good friends, um, disclaimer. So yeah, Cece and I have been kind of working together, like, you know, me on the PR side and Cece on the journalism side for many years now, oh, like 10 least, years. At least, yes, at least, yes. Yeah, yes. at least yeah. 10. So I thought it would just be really interesting to have you on, Cece, and to talk about how you've built your personal brand in the commercial property space um, and how you've built your career because you've been in journalism for many, many years and you've been the commercial property editor at the Herald for 28 years, which is so incredible. (laughs) (laughs) So do you want to share with us what your personal brand is and how you've, like, you know, your career in a nutshell and how you've sort of built that? Yes, yes. Well, I guess when I left uni, I, like most people, didn't really know what I wanted to do. And then I got, I I actually, my very first job was at the Stock Exchange in Melbourne. And I made the announcements over the trading floor back in the day when a company made an announcement, you had to stop trading. And uh, so I I started that and I just sort of got a, I loved it. I just got a feeling for, um, you know, the, the, the cut and thrust of a trading floor and the financial markets 
And then uh, I did a bit of a stint with ANZ Bank um, in their graduate training scheme. Uh, and then I was sort of just chatting to somebody one day and they said, oh, if you know these people on the trading floor, you know about broking, there's a job at the AFR, the Financial Review in Melbourne. So I put my hand up for it and got it. And um, as I say, the rest is history. It's a, uh, it's, a, it's a job that journalism is, every day is new. And that's what I like about it. And I guess that's my brand is to, to get the news, um, you know, the, the hurry and scurry of a newsroom, which is fantastic. And then obviously write it. But, you know, you meet so many, you've got access to so many important people that normally you wouldn't. I mean, I've got access to CEOs and access to fund managers and, and the captains of industry that, yeah. um, you know, really make life very exciting that you're not, you're not sitting there, you know, doing the droll day after day type of work. Um, that you, you go home at night and that's it, the day's done. The next morning's a whole new, you know, new day. My, my catch cry was every time the phone, the landline used to ring, of course. I used, to, I used to say, this could be it. This could be the Walkley. This could be the big one. And generally it was mum ringing up to say what's for dinner, but nonetheless. Yeah. It was, or a PR person. Or a PR going, person. I'm just following up on my press release. <laughs> <laughs> well, exactly. Back in the day it was, I've just faxed you a press release. Oh, yeah. Did you, did you get my fax? Um, what would you think you'll do with my fax? And after the third call, you'd say, well, I'd like to tell you what I'll do with your facts, but we won't. <laughs> we won't go there. But you're like the, you're mm-hmm. like the most patient journalist ever, honestly. Well, I think, I think it's, yeah. a, it's a tortoise in the hare, isn't it? I think you can, you know, if you're, if you're busy, you want something straight away. But if, if it's really not earth-shattering and life-threatening, it's really no point getting upset. It's, uh, it's only, mm. I think, if, you, if somebody does you wrong. Like if you're, if you're chasing a story yes. and you ring up and say, look, Beck, I've heard this gossip or whatever, and then you pick up the phone to the opposition and say... Yeah, and give it to the Finn Review. give it to the Finn Review. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's, that's when I do get cranky. <laughs> yeah. And like I, I just yeah. could never understand, like some PRs just did not get that. It's like just oh, yeah. like if, yeah, <laughs> if you're speaking to one journalist, don't give it to their competitor. I know, <laughs> I know. It's a, well, I think it's, see, it's an industry that really evolved. When I started... You went straight to the CEO. There was really corporate sort of PR didn't really exist. It was either the finance director would handle media calls or the CEO directly. I mean, when I was a young journal in Melbourne, I used to make, well, not usually, I didn't make them, but I used to send box, walk around town with boxes of chocolates at Christmas and give them to all the CEO's secretaries because they were the gatekeepers. And, 100%. Yeah, and you know, if you're friendly with, Dot who ran John Elliott's office or Mary that ran BHP's office or whatever, you got in there first and if yeah. and when my call would come up on the phone, they'd take it as opposed to somebody yes. who was rude. Um, and yep. it was just little things like that. But And then yeah. really when, when companies got a thing called continuous disclosure by the Stock Exchange, they said that listed companies have to start telling people a lot more things. You Back in the day, you'd just turn up to a... A meeting, they go. Oh, actually, we sold that yesterday. Sorry, we didn't tell you. And that would right. that would sort of shock the share market. And share markets hate shocks. Mm. Like they don't mm. like they like they like to be told. There's always the thing you buy on buy on rumor, sell on fact. Because mm. a rumor pu- pushes up the price, and then the fact is usually pretty boring. Like we have sold that <laughs> mine in Brazil or something to BHP, or we've yeah. sold that building that Glenn Lee owns. 
Um, and then, so that was sort of the rise of the corporate PR because companies realised that the CEO can't do everything. Yeah. And, mm. and it was, and the, nor the CFO, nor the COO, they had to run a company. So they sort of, after the crash, really, after the stock market crash, when companies realised that they needed sort of help to put the front foot forward, that they then employed PR people or comms. And that was the rise of gatekeepers. The, gate, slash exactly, gatekeepers. Exactly. So <laughs> the poor old Harry secretary didn't have to take 50 phone calls mm, from the media. Yeah. 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 So that's sort of how your industry really evolved uh, in PR or your former industry. <laughs> Um, that, that, so, yeah. I still work in PR. I still do PR. Yes, yeah, that's yep. true. Yes, yep. yes. Yeah. And very So it, it sounds <laughs> it sounds like it sounds like CC your your personal brand, you know, obviously is is um you know built on this professionalism and this this um uh I guess this uh respect for people that, that kind of you know, work with you, give you stories, give you context, give you interviews, whatever. But then it's also, you know, one built on on kindness and respect very much yes. uh, for other people and for the fact that, you know, you're all kind of to some degree sort of like pushing in the same direction together, I guess. Well, I think that's right. I think you, you're you working for the same common cause. It's really to get the facts out, to get them out accurately and, you know, and, and in this day and age, quickly. Um, which is, yes. you know, that's a whole new process. But I think it's, again, it's building up relationships that you, you're always remembered for saying no. People always, but no one really remembers you for, for saying yes. And I guess my brand is if somebody says something to me, I go, if it's like, if it's a crazy idea, I go, oh, that's a great idea. I'm onto that. And, of course, forget it. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but also... You know, have a look at it. If if somebody says, "Oh, I've just seen this," or look at that, you go, "Well, have a look." I mean, it might be crazy idea, it might not work, but I think if you stand up and say no all the time, people remember that more, and they'll say, "Oh, that girl at the Herald, oh, she's hopeless, but she never helps." And and you know, CC on business is just useless. Won't won't help. Won't lift a finger. And you get known for that in an office more than you would for saying yes. Yeah, so so building like saying yes, you mean like you know well, being accommodating, accommodating, building a relationship, exactly, yeah, exactly, like, yes, yeah, yeah, yes. working together, yes. um, helping them to achieve their objectives, that kind of thing. Exactly. I mean, if somebody says, "Have you got a number for X?" You know, have you got the Lendley CEO's number or something? And sometimes I do. And instead yeah. of arguing the toss and grumping around the office and carrying on, you just go, it takes 10 seconds, here it is. Like my, yeah. like the very good, good contacts, I don't, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't give out the good secret numbers, but, no. um, you know, it, I think by the time you've stomped around and said no, you could have done it and moved on, which I think mm. that's all relationships in life. I think by the time you, you can, the bus might be two minutes late, you can get on the bus and yell at the driver, but you don't know that there was an accident down the road which has kept him late. Yes. So I I just think the world is a a happier place when everyone's a bit more agreeable. That's how I feel anyway. I I just think that it's it's easier to be nicer than not. Yes. Yeah. 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 And less stressful. Yeah. I think certainly when you're sort of you know whether you're doing it deliberately or not, you know, taking those kind of steps to to build your personal brand and and what you're known for, I guess. Uh, by your colleagues and by peers, but that goes a long way because it says to them, here's someone who is, and particularly, you know, someone in your case, in your situation, not very knowledgeable, very experienced, 
and also very kind and compassionate and helpful. And I think that really does um, stand out, uh, you know, because I think a lot of people sometimes as they get more experienced, more knowledgeable, more senior, you know, can become more isolated in their, in their view and can become more sort of, uh, you know, um, focused on themselves rather than what they can contribute back. And that's really what we, what we like to talk about here on the show is that actually people that are thought leaders are the ones that having gained that experience and seniority and knowledge are quite generous with it. They give it out quite openly because they want to help other people. They want to give back. They want to kind of help a particular community. And uh, I think that's a really important and valuable distinction that you've made there. Yeah. So, well, I think it's, it's, it's again, being it generally across the board, but I think uh, it's, it's, as you said before, Beck, it's, it's all, everything's a relationship. Even if it's the coffee shop, man, that you go and you see every day or person, you see every day. I think that your long time on this planet to be to be disagreeable must be exhausting. I mean, I find it. You know, I find <laughs> when you have a, a grumpy day or something, you come home and you're just exhausted from it because you've expended so much sort of negative energy, so much energy, and, yeah, and sort of grumping and carry up. We, we we all do it. We all have bad days. Of course, oh, yeah. yeah. But and but I think it's you know if you sort of you channel that. I mean, I go to the gym when I'm frustrated and pound out the treadmill. Um, but I think it's a good way to do it. Yeah. So I think rather than, um, you know, some people hit the bottle, others go for walks, you know, whatever. Um, but I, I just think that your personal brand is you. I mean, that's what you are. That's who you are. And it's how you want to project it to the world is, is your choice. And if you want to be, yeah. if you want to be cranky pants, well, you'll be, you'll be pretty lonely up on the podium by yourself. But it's also, a very like, I think, choice to make. <laughs> but also from a journalist perspective as well, like it's like anything, it's kind of having that trust. So if someone gives you a tip and says like, please, you know, please don't attribute this to me or, mm. you know, whatever, it's like building those relationships. And I feel like you've always done that really well. Yes. Well, again, you know, you can cross, you never burn a bridge because you never know when yeah. you need to cross it. It's like somebody yeah. told me that years ago, they said you can either, you can be a you know a nasty person, or you can just like kill kill nasty people with kindness as well. Mm. But I think yes. you've got to be for your own sake to sleep well at night. You've got to be um, you know professional, and as I say, unless you've been done wrong, which is good English, um, as you say before, like I ring you up and you tip off the fin that I've got to chase in your story. Um, it it. It doesn't help anybody, I don't think. And I think, you know, to to respect people, say, look, I heard this tip off, you know, this is happening. So then I can go off and have a look at it and you go, oh, good tip, thanks for that. And it's quid yeah. pro quo because the next time you know that I'm trustworthy and you're trustworthy, that the person you're talking to. And then you'll give, you know, you're more likely to run stories in future and that person's yeah. more likely to give you stories in future and then it actually builds that relationship. Yeah. So. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So good. Yeah. So yeah. good. Well, I think too so, in in our in journalism, and that's that's the job is relationships. Yeah. You know, it's a, you can go out and get facts and figures and stuff, but at some point, you know, you've got to you've got to get to talk to somebody, and if they go, no, nah, that girl Harold, no, nah, she can she can sweat. Um, then the story's no good, and and your your career's, you know, going down the tube. 
I was just going to um, switch gears for a moment and just talk about a little bit, just ask you about how you've sort of built your personal brand in other ways um, outside of, you know, just the relationships. Cause I know that you were going on sky business news and things like that yes. for a while. Yes. And that was really amazing. So tell us about that. Yes. Well, that was, um, that was fun actually randomly when I moved to Sydney, I worked at channel nine for two years and I was a producer and I used to think, Oh, on air be horrible. <laughs> and then um, my, my former colleague, Helen Daly, who used to run the sky business news, rang me one day and said, we've got this new business panel, will you come on it? And um, and it was interesting. It was a forum being in front of the camera instead of being behind it, uh, mm. where I sort of mm. spent two years learning. And um, that was great. It was just a, um, you know, it was good to, to learn a new craft, I guess, and, and to put the brand out there because, you know, commercial property at the Herald isn't the most outstanding round. It's... <laughs> It's, it's not. Oh, yeah. it's. Yeah. Well, it's it, not. It's amazing, it's, though. Yeah, it is. But it's not like the, you know, the, the chief. You're not doing, yeah. not doing the investigative, like, oh, exactly. Cape, Cape Climate kind of Exactly kind of work. right. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. So you've got to promote yourself. And that, yes. so it was, I saw that as an opportunity to um, to do that. And when I first started, I used to go to the, um, the, the PIF, Property Foundation, the, um, Oh, when the the young the young team the young the piff regatta piff regatta well the piff regatta down on the beach yes <laughs> and uh, no, we used to have sort of a speaker instead of young foundation or something one of those it was sort of for the younger kiddies in property so to speak and I used to go to them till I got a bit old <laughs> um, and uh, but I went on a few and I think it was just circulating and because nobody knew who I was I just sort of and I had the Fin Review was very established I mean everyone knew Rob Harley. Uh, but yeah. nobody knew who I was. I just came from the sure. business section. So I had to go out and promote myself. And and so I sort of agreed to a lot of these things to do that, which was, again, fun. I enjoyed it. I used to like going on the TV. So good. And what kind of, like, what kind of mindset did you have to adopt to do that? And, like, did you have any, like, you know, hesitation being on TV? Like, did you have to build your confidence to get on there? Like, what? Tell us about that. Yes. Well, I think the first time was quite funny. I was always late. <laughs> <laughs> it was. It was, <laughs> I, it was out. Live TV. They would have loved that on live TV. I know. I know. Put the headphones in. And, like quick, usher it in. Like quick. Back after the break. <laughs> and uh, but so I had to go out to Foxtel at Macquarie Park, and um, living uh, here at North in the North Shore was okay, but I had no clue where it was. It was one of those parks up mm. the end of Ride, and you had to. A sort of business parks at back end of Lane Cove and the cab didn't know where he was going and I had no clue and, and I tried to put makeup on. I thought, oh. So my first sort of five minutes, it wasn't – Helen actually was very kind. She said, oh, we'll get back to you, CC. You're a bit flustered. <laughs> so – but then I sort of got used to the fact that I'm just sort of talking amongst friends in a way. You forget there's a camera there. Um, That's such yes. a good way to look at it. Yes, yeah. So it's a bit like public speaking. They say pretend no one's in front of you to do it. Yeah, but you're just having a conversation, a conversation. being yourself. Exactly, yeah. yes. And and Helen was very professional, so she'd sort of, um, if I started rambling on a bit, she'd sort of cut me off politely or say, oh, well, that's a good point, but what about this point? And so it, yes. <laughs> Reel you in. Reel me well, in. That's, yeah. that's the interview with John. And honestly, sometimes on this show we have varying levels of success with that as well. So. Yeah, I feel yeah. like sometimes I'm ra I, I go on and, and Andres is like, 
like yeah. in the background, like wrap it up, wrap yeah, it up. Wrap it up. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Can, can I ask you, Cece, I think you said something really interesting there about understanding the need to promote yourself, I guess, or, you know, deliberately go about doing that work of building your reputation. Yeah. Uh, kind of, you know, maybe talk a little bit more about sort of the realisation or kind of the what, what the result was of that realisation and how it kind of changed the way that you built your career um, and your personal brand. Yeah, I guess it was coming into a section that wasn't very big at the, the Herald at the time and, again, yes. coming up against... I, I used to refer to it as you go to Wimbledon and like Harley, the Henry Beer was like, you look up on the, on the board of your the state of play or the, the, the round of play and it's R Federer B C Cummins. And mm. you, know, you know you're on the plane that night home. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I used to sort of think, R Harley versus C Cummins, who are they going to ring first? <laughs> yes. And so it was up to me to get out there and say who I was, wave the flag of the Herald, because it really was a section my former boss used to call it the non-core assets uh, part of right. part of it. It wasn't sort of the general business sector. It wasn't mining or all the fun, interesting parts of business. It was. And a- sorry, CC. So just for the listeners, so because Rob Harley was at the AFR, which Rob is the Harley, competition. Yes, yeah, that's yes, the reference. Sorry, that's yeah. the reference. Yes, and and he was the stalwart of commercial property. Mm. Uh, the AFR was um, was very big in property. Also, back in the day, to put in context, when we did have mainly only print newspapers, um, all the ads for all the buildings would go into my section. So I used to put yes. out, you know, six broadsheet pages of copy uh, with massive amount of ads. And I used to always ring up Beck and say, "We can't run the story with the ad." <laughs> and yes. a lot of the agents go, "Oh no, I don't think so." And of course, there's a whopping great ad underneath the story which is not good just look no, no it's not it's good not, for not journalism good look, no. it looks like <laughs> Adver- just paid rough yes, then yes. yeah and yeah. and of course in the midst of all this the show media watch popped up which really put the media on notice that all of a sudden we were getting tracked mm. by a, an independent source and being lambasted on a monday night <laughs> for doing said mm. advertorials um so it was, a, it was a, I have to say the first year was a minefield, um, navigating through putting my name up in lights. So I agreed to everything. So I'd go to, I think it was called the Young Foundation, a PIF Young Foundation. So I'd go to that and stand around and people say, oh, what do you do at the Herald and who are you and where did you come from? So the first year was really sort of main, cementing who I was, so to speak, and that, that I was here to stay and this is my brand and we're the Herald. and. And we still are the biggest circulating paper. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely, yeah. with yeah. syndications with across syn- the country. Yes, exactly. And so and obviously the industry has evolved dramatically, uh, but print is still print um, and online is different again. So it was really just to put myself on the map because no one else was going to do it. I think that's the, up, the upshot of it all. So if I didn't do it, I could just sit there pounding out stuff and no one would care or else I could make it a, a vocation, which journalism is, and put, yes. put my best foot forward and promote myself, which which I don't think many people do. It's not it's not a natural thing for anybody. Well, not one for me at least. Um, I agree. I think it, it is hard to put yourself out there and particularly like, you know, the topic, because I want to move on to the topic of thought leadership, but, mm. 
you know, I feel like no one really thinks that they're a thought leader. Like they're kind of like, oh yeah, like even if I contribute to this <laughs> space, it's like people, you know, like even um, some really senior executives that I've coached and things like that. And, and I'm like, do you want to come on the thought leader show? And they're like, oh, I don't know if I'm a thought leader. And I'm like, but you're like the top of your industry. Like you are a thought leader, <laughs> you, you know. Thought leader. Yeah. 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 But people just don't think of themselves as thought leaders. But, you know, coming from, I guess, a journalism, like it's a really unique perspective to think about thought leadership from because you're actually accepting comments from thought leaders, you know, people, yeah, yeah. people that the, are thought leaders yeah. in the yeah. industry. We're kind of the conduit. Yeah. Yeah, we're, we're sort of the, the conduit for their thoughts. Exactly. Yeah. So like, what do you think, what's your take on thought leadership? Like, what do you think thought leadership entails? What, to, you know, how do you perceive people as thought leaders, that kind of thing? Well, I, I guess it's, um, it, it's somebody that, that promotes their industry, I guess, in a way, um, and promotes themselves, but also has a, a, a holistic outlook that you're not just a thought leader because you run BHP. You know, you're a thought leader in your community. Yeah. Um, that yes. you've got a lot more, a lot more strings to your bow than 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 you're known for. I mean, I I guess I'm known yes. as a journalist, but I'm also known as a one-eyed Swannies fan. <laughs> and <laughs> um, you are. Yeah. That's part of your personal that's brand. Part of my personal brand. Yeah. And big time. And and it, and I think to sort of to portray that to other people, I guess, is is what thought leaders have to do. They have to be, they are looked upon. I mean, look at the CEO is probably a different scenario because they have staff and companies yes. have to run. Yes. But I think on personal level, you, you, you know, you are your brand, I guess. I think that's good. But I think like, yeah, we, what you were kind of saying about thought leaderships, they should have like more strings to their bow. So they should be known for more than just their topic of yes. expertise. Yeah. They should sort of have views like broader views yes. Um, yes. than just like one topic and then that's it. I think so. Well, I think that makes a whole person in, in yeah. general. I think if you're, you're a bit boring, you just talk about work. Um, yes. And, and not sort of, and, and a lot of people, uh, not so much me, I guess, but people do other things. They do charity work or they do. Um, so they're, they're sort of looking at leadership as a broader spectrum than just running a or writing a story. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yes. Yeah. Like, what are their principles? What are their values? Yes. Um, what are they interested in? Yeah. Like, what are some of the other topics that they talk yeah. about? Um, yeah. Like I, last yeah. week, we had we had a um, a CEO of a virtual assistant business, Navette Harrison, on the show, and she was talking about how she's very much a spokesperson for like pay in the industry, like oh, not paying, yeah, yeah. you know, like for not for not you know charging three dollars yeah. an hour, yeah, yeah, just because they live overseas and like you know that that pay you know should be equal no matter yes. where you live yes. um or at least pay you know they should be paid a fair and just yeah um you know yeah. amount of money right. no matter where right. you live in the world so yeah, yeah. yeah that's just one example yeah. of that yeah. i guess that kind of broader yeah. kind of thought leadership yeah. well i think if you contribute to society which is a bit of a sweeping statement but i think if you're if you people that you come across you know people that you know they're your bubble and they're the ones that you, you know, you care about and, you, and you're concerned about. And I think that lends itself to, to sort of being a good thought leader in that you're not just saying, oh, they're a, they're a creep, they're an idiot. They send me that press release on time. They're, they're, you know, they're dead to me. But I think if you look, you take a step back and go, All right, well, maybe they had an issue, you know, maybe the fax machine ran out of paper. 
Uh, thank God there's no fax machine no, exactly. anymore. <laughs> I can't imagine how many press releases got lost. Oh, God, no. They curl under the thing and they, they drop down and curl under the – they're sitting under the um, – under the machine <laughs> you're like this is the biggest news of I the know. decade and it's like under the fax yeah. machine exactly all the all the print ran out halfway through the, the very you know the same headline yeah like halfway, halfway through the quote or something and it ran out yeah exactly. that's, that's, uh, that's, uh, that's a that's a that's a problem <laughs> Exactly. Carol, before we, we wrap up, I wanted to um, run you through our little quickfire round uh, of questions. We call oh, it the Thought yes. Leader Five. Yes, yes. So are you ready? Here we go. Yeah? Yep. All right. First of all, your favourite book or podcast? Favourite book is called The Right Stuff, which is about the um, first Mercury mission to the moon. The astronauts, yeah. yeah. astronauts, yeah. Great story. Great story. Great story. By Dominic Dunn. And it's also my favourite movie. Great film as well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Original. Uh, what, what is one thing you love to do to unwind and relax? Uh, I like to go to the gym. Yeah. And also have a glass of uh, Pinot Grigio on a Friday night. Great choice. Great choice. <laughs> nice. Or rosé. Or, or rosé, I was going to yes, say. Yeah. Rosé, definitely, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or a Friday lunch. Yeah, or a Friday lunch. Yes. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> What is your dream travel destination, Stacey? Somewhere that you haven't been yet, but it's on the bucket list uh, and that is, is calling you. Uh, I'd love to go to Alaska. I think that, oh, wow, uh, yeah. the fjords are calling me. <laughs> I like, yeah, absolutely. That would given, be amazing. I mean, given that I have a, a definite uh, penchant for the sun, um, yeah. I hate the cold with a passion, but I just I think it'd just be fascinating to see it, which would be so different to uh, the rest of the world. I think... Um, my brother's just been to Egypt recently, so see the pyramids be good before they crumble. But yeah. but yes, I think yeah, I think the fjords would be nice. What are those boats that yeah. you see on the TV? Those boats that go up the uh, those icebreakers. Those icebreaker boats. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. It'd be so peaceful. Like, a, a great way to travel. Yes. All right. It's the end of a night. You've had a great meal, great company. How do you finish off the night? Do you finish it off with chocolate or cheese? Probably cheese. Oh. <laughs> yes, a woman after my own yes. heart. Not a, not a band, actually. I, I don't mind it. I actually enjoy a glass of sticky wine. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm, well, with some nice cheese. Right it's perfect. Yeah, with the cheese, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So well, I, I, I think chocolate is the only correct answer in that situation, oh, but yeah. I won't hold it against you, <laughs> well, you, you can eat all our chocolate. <laughs> it's perfect. Works for me. The last last question, what is uh, one golden nugget of advice that you would leave with the listeners? Always try and be accommodating. Um, even if it's a crazy, wacky idea, maybe off the Harbour Bridge, but always sort of say to somebody, okay, I'll have a and get back to you. But, but never say no straight out without hearing the, what it entails, if that makes sense. I think that's great advice. Yes, yeah. I think, and just be nice to people. I mean, I know it sounds a bit cliche, but I think try and be nice. You know, it it expends less energy being nice than it does being nasty. Because I think nastiness exhausts. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Makes such a difference. Yes, yeah. And barrack for the swans, of course. Barrack <laughs> for the city swans, everyone. That's Carol's advice. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Love it. Cece, thank you so much for coming on the show. Oh, it's a pleasure. Oh, I loved, to, loved it. Anytime. Loved chatting to you both. It's been fantastic. 
All right, we just got off the blower with Carolyn Cummins, the commercial property editor at the Sydney Morning Herald. And I mean, talk about a storied career and, uh, and someone with such a strong personal brand. She is someone who's, you know, obviously been around the traps, like she said, for a while, but she's always maintained that personal brand of kindness and respect and openness, which I think is, um, is really distinctive in her line of work. Oh, particularly, I think, when you're covering just one industry and, you know, you really do need to build those relationships. It's so key because if you if you burn those relationships and I've seen it with journalists before in property where, you know, they they kind of burn those relationships and then no one will talk to you. So I think, you know, it, it really is all about relationships. It's all about kindness and, you know, treating others with respect. Um, and certainly that's how, you know, I always operated working in PR on the other side of it. You know, it was always like in partnership with the journalists and you know being trustworthy and doing what you say you're gonna do and not giving stories to the competition and all that kind of stuff so I feel like yeah like her personal brand is really all about you know building that expertise in her sector and having that knowledge which she does she's got incredible knowledge both of like financial markets as well as property markets and everything in relation to commercial property but, you know, also just those relationships and, you know, having built that trust with um, with so many people across the industry in order to generate those stories. Yeah, I, I think what I, what I really liked, which was clear, and, and she mentioned this in the Thought Leader 5, was that she was like, always be open, always be amenable, always say yes, unless obviously, you know, it's a, it's a you know, dangerous idea. Um, mm. Always be, be open to those ideas. And I really like that because it sort of shows a... Um, a, a, a passion to, um, I guess, learn from people, understand people. And I think that obviously thought leadership is, is mostly about sort of sharing your own knowledge and experience. But I think also, you know, that dimension of understanding other people in your community and, and how you can help them and how, you know, what ideas they might have and how you, they can kind of en enhance your experience as well, enhance your thought leadership, I think is really unique. And I really like the way she put that. It, it felt very um, authentic, very genuine, but also just, you know, really great advice in general. Yeah, loved that conversation. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Thought Leader Show. If you enjoyed this chat, we'd love you to share the episode with someone you think might want to hear it and leave us a rating and a review on your podcast platform of choice. For more information about my work, visit becksands.com and connect with me on socials. And you can connect with me on Instagram or LinkedIn. See you next time, Thought Leaders. So when you want me to start, just do like five, four. Okay, it's not live television. Just calm down. It's not live television. <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> okay.